0: on in The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Let's bring it in on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody, and happy Father's Day weekend for... The club members. The car carried club members, you 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 community icons, you you masters of the universe, you you folks who do greater than. four two four six four five six eight five. 5685 Starter Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. Uh the Starter Hammond video streams are up. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. Let's bring in Husker Hall of Famer. What up? Jay Foreman, what's happening, man?
2: Sound like you guys were grubbing. Yesterday.
1: We we had. I, let's also bring in. It's Mark Onweiler. It's the Voice. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm
0: good. How are you guys?
1: Uh, hair's fantastic on a Friday. Well, thank you. you. A fantastic thank you. hair Friday. Is yeah.
0: that? Well, it? You know, put it with a little extra effort. All right. I knew cool. I was going to be on the on the stream. Yeah, so.
1: you got to be a part of this thing. Can't just spectate. Kudos to you, kind sir. Uh, give you the clap because thank you what i do because you are days away from completing oh the yeah t- the 10 weeks challenge and i want I, I need for you to go through this process please t- explain to folks what you have put yourself through
0: yeah all right so <laughs> we are uh we are on day 59 of the of the 60 workouts i suppose day 69 of 70 total mm-hmm. uh through Farrell's extreme body shaping jeff and nicole they've uh mm-hmm. They've let me hang out with them for the last 10 weeks. Uh, Make sure you listen to them Sunday mornings, by the way, Fitness Fanatics, 9 to 11. There's something
1: for everybody. Something for everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, But, so it's it's six workouts a week, Monday through Saturday. Three of those are kickboxing and cardio. Three of them are strength training. Uh, Started with resistance band, moved on to some more free weight stuff as we go on through the classes. Nutrition's a big, big component of it. Uh, they they would tell you that ninety percent of any results you're going to see in this thing come through, through nutrition, not mm-hmm. through the workouts. Mm-hmm. The, the, the workouts are helpful too, uh, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. You got to be you got to be disciplined. It's it. I I viewed it as as ten weeks. Go all out. You know, be be all in on this thing for ten weeks. Yeah. So we uh, we just did our our final weigh in and our measurements over the last couple
1: days and G- drum roll give it to us you want it yeah give all it right to
0: us. uh I lost thirty six pounds Ooh, bro. I lost eighteen inches uh-huh. uh body fat percent went down six percent gained a little muscle in the whole thing all right yeah all right we're doing good so
1: what do you do now
0: so I uh, I told them I'm gonna keep going with them yeah. Uh, we're, we'll ease it up a little bit, right? It won't be
1: every Friday, every day. Ex- exa-
0: right. If, if I'm at Mary Ellen's, right. you know what? I'm going to have that cheeseburger that I, that I did not have yesterday. Then I'll go
1: put in the work. <laughs>
0: good. Good. Right. Cause, uh, I'm looking forward to that next right? week. Right.
1: Like that, that, that's, a thing. I'm not going to
0: sit at Lincoln's pub and not have the biscuits and gravy. Right. right? right. But it also won't be my everyday diet. So, so if we're talking five days out of the seven or something like that, and I allow myself a little more leeway, otherwise,
1: what was more difficult, the f- getting up at five o'clock or the the, the dietary restriction?
0: The five a.m. workouts weren't terrible for me. I had a paper out my entire childhood, okay. you know, and I I'm not gonna sit here and say I was great at it, but no. early mornings weren't uh, weren't that uncommon. So I fell into that routine pretty easily. Uh, the workouts themselves, I haven't worked out. Really, in any meaningful way, in, in I don't know, five years? Yeah. You know, I used to run, but if, when it comes to strength training, mm. I haven't done that since high school. Fair. I mean, legitimately. I, I Day one, I could not do a push-up. I could not do one push-up.
1: Isn't that the, isn't that the best part of these things is the humbling? Yeah, well, not at the well, time. <laughs> well, well, but, I mean, t- t- to find out, hey, look, this is where we are.
0: It was eye-opening, All for right. sure.
1: Jay, for like, sure. In, it, in it, when you go to work out, you know what you used to do. Right. right. <laughs> so oh, Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you know what you used to do. And then to to, to reach the point now at a, at at the, the higher age and going, All right, Jay Foreman <laughs> Like this has to change.
2: Yeah, but then it's the reality is like you're never
1: gonna get back there. Like the body really, parts to- Unless
2: you really push yourself.
1: Well the body parts just react differently sure. like, like for me look man i'll be i'll be 60 next month and so i have to accept that listen bro you're 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 not that dude yeah like you're just not that guy now you want to have some semblance of of remembering like i haven't lost everything but there's that thing so kudos to you thank 36 you. pounds in 10 weeks bro that is yeah. exceptional thank work. you thank you that uh, is exceptional kudos to jeff and nicole um, for what they're doing for folks, because they're changing folks' their lives.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And the community that they've cultivated there—it's so so positive, so uplifting, um, so collaborative. I mean, I had I had folks, and I, you know, I, I'm not the most social guy. At something like I come in, I do my work, I leave. Yeah. Uh, but I had folks coming up to me, you know, giving me high fives, like you know, just uh, f- people I don't really know, but they they saw the work that I put in, and, yeah. and they're they're, they, I, it it was it was all very positive and at the beginning of it, you know we're all beginners and they've got their instructors, they've got their coaches, but uh, any of the members were coming up helping you out, showing you, showing you the different combos for the kickboxing. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something wrong, they're correcting you kindly. Right. It it was it it's a it, it's a nice community that they've got going there.
1: Good stuff, man. Like I said, it it I'm watching you go through it. Um I know I'm not willing to do that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah 10 weeks what is it was six days a week six <clears throat> days a week yes sir you dp you were the uh the devil on the shoulder a few times with the, <laughs> i mean to through no fault of your own but uh oh no i kept would putting walk me in, in situations
1: yeah it's like hey mark i'm sorry like i apologize that <laughs> someone just dropped off like oh yeah <laughs> someone just dropped off five sandwiches and or hey there's pe- there's there's four f- fresh pizzas in here and I'm I'm at I'm I'm going through my own little transition right. and <clears throat> I'm trying to give myself moments so I understand that there's things that I have to say no to in this. But I, there's no way I'm getting in front for five o'clock right. again. Like I I did that for eight years in Utah where I was the six AM show mm-hmm. and we went six to ten. Me and Ron Boone went six to ten in the morning. So that and then you had to go to a jazz game the night before, get out at midnight and then yeah, be, be at there. The station say, yeah, yeah so, that's the
0: part I didn't have to do. I was you know in uh, bed by nine thirty, and it was fine. I I did not stay out late. Nine
1: thirty, Jay. What time you? You're an early bed guy. Yeah, nine
2: thirty, ten.
0: I
1: at the latest. My life will become easier when I accept that. But I've never been like the creative part of me kicks in at ten oh, o'clock yeah, at night. Yeah, and so I'm never. I can plan a show at at nine o'clock and go to sleep. Right, like that wouldn't work. So, you know, so Jay, how are you, bro? You, you, you know, you, 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 you were gone yesterday. How you doing yeah, today? I'm
2: good. Yeah? I'm good. And then, uh, yeah, I had the storm last night. That storm was, was night. Yeah. that storm was something. That
1: storm was something.
2: Yeah, I had a I had a little leakage in the the bottom half, so uh, yeah, I would take care of that a little bit. Got good neighbors, you know, busted in here, and uh, he's able to kind of finish the job.
1: Well, it it's it was nasty. Like, that yeah. storm last night was nasty. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get some rest because I've had a long week. And I just couldn't pull the trigger. And so I watched the end of right. the game. I wanted to watch the end of the game. Once you kind of saw at the three-minute mark or whatever that yeah, it, was, was over. It, yeah. it was over, that I kind of went, okay, now I can kind of prepare and right. make some notes for myself about tomorrow and then get it moving. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that storm last night was nasty. Um, what is, what is, what is the story? Is the story, the lead story, warriors find a way. Is it Steph finally gets the MVP? Is it Kerr? Is it Celtics fail? No, I missed opportunity. uh, What is it? What's the lead for you?
2: The the old heads, the old old guard is still the, the guard. You know, the warriors are the warriors and, um, you know, they're you know, there's nobody to be uh look you know, no way to be looked over. I think that uh, you know, probably the biggest thing is Steph because you gotta think what well, the beginning of the season he started out and it was an M V P race and then, you know, he always kinda gets these injuries where he's out what two or three weeks. Um and then he kinda works himself back into, you know, M V P form. So, you know, throughout these playoffs and then obviously that game, you know, uh was a game four where he went off for what, forty three? Mm-hmm and you know what do you go 12 or 14 or something like that for 3 um that sealed is you know finals mvp but you know for him to do it after kd i think is really big for him considering that both him him and kd um and received a, a ton of criticism for that combination then the i don't know if you want to call it the breakup you know whole thing with Draymond um you know, people started to doubt Steph, you know, and then, it, you know, it's been a great year for him. You know, he break the three-point, you know, mark, Um, probably cemented himself in, as the best three-point shooter or shooter of all time. If not, you know, I mean, that's all subjective and opinionated, but he's definitely in the conversation for the top two or three. And then to finally push himself over – um, you know, not push himself over, but finally to do it kind of like on his own later in his career. Because when you went early, it's kind of like they didn't know any better. Then obviously, then they ran into the true big dog and lost. And then they went and retooled. And then everybody didn't give him credit for that. You kind of lost. If there's a way to lose respect when you win a championship, that might have been it. But um, and then to do it when a lot of people didn't expect you to do it. I think there was a few people who thought the Warriors could do it but they had to stay healthy, which they hadn't been able to do. And the big question was with Clay, when he would come back, how effective would he be? I mean, he's offered off for basketball for two years. And then everybody expected the Lakers to be a lot better than they were. Well, it worked out that they weren't. Then it allowed Golden State and other teams to kind of, you know, tread and keep your your head above water. And then Golden State was the better team and better run organization from top to bottom. Um, And so they knew that they – could beat Phoenix they knew they could beat anybody else Memphis is Memphis you know it'd be interesting to see if they're around next year to the extent that they were this year um to be a true challenge right now I don't see anybody challenging um Golden State whether they keep pool keep the same or add a another piece that nobody thinks of because it's not just Steph Clay Draymond now you got Wiggins and see Draymond's a different type of in my opinion, superstar because he can he he does. Draymond can go eight eight and eight eight rebounds, eight points, eight assists. And It's a perfect three name. blocks, four steals. Yeah. Whereas then when you add Wiggins, that's another legitimate superstar score. Obviously, he made the All Star game this year. So and then with Clay is only going to be better next year.
1: Is that is this uh, is is it a misnomer to to call them the big three? Isn't it the big four?
2: Yeah, now they're the four horsemen. Right. And when you think of the, like, four horsemen, if you do, do, like, the wrestling thing, right, where they all fit different roles, and they're all superstars in their roles, and they're all playing as a cohesive unit. So then you get Poole, who's kind of, you know, you tag him in. If they did, like, a Royal Rumble, he's Mr. Excitement, jump off the top rope and do all that stuff. But then, you know, coming out of like the – you know how they always had the wrestler come out behind the curtain that you never thought of? hmm Well, that's Wiseman coming off of the knee injury.
1: Yeah, just sitting back watching this whole thing. Right.
2: And then it's like Andre the Giant or something. So, they, they, they're, they're set up for the now and in the future to eventually, if one of the original big three, you know, falls off or, or ends up going somewhere else or, you know, decides to go off and retire, they're set up for the future.
1: Is this the greatest turnaround we we can think of in sports?
2: You could say it record-wise, but in reality, everybody knew that they would be a problem for the whole NBA once they became healthy. So, yes and no. Because it's not like a 15 and or or a 15 and 51 team like
1: they were bad luck. Right, they but they, but
2: you knew bad. once they got Clay back, and Wiggins came in in his own, and and what it, which once you get Clay back it allows Wiggins to take off, and he is in another year in their system. But, because you got to think, once they they had Wiggins, and people were even questioning that because DeAndre Russell was taking off over in in Minnesota, right? You know, he was scoring twenty and having some big games, but then once everything kind of came to, together, you know, yeah, it's a big turnaround record-wise. But in reality, it's kind of like everybody knew once they kind of got going and everybody fit into their. You know, little pieces of puzzle um, that they'd be successful.
1: If it, 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 we were t- talking about it, Vashawn and I were talking about it yesterday, and Textline just brought it up uh, just now. And John in Des Moines says, "If you start your franchise with LeBron or Steph, who do you pick?"
2: Uh, probably LeBron. Still, yeah. Probably LeBron. Steph is perfect. All those guys. I mean, it's the it's the you gotta get Mark Jackson and whoever the gm was back then the the all the utmost respect in probably should send him a ring or two because when you draft steph and you draft clay at that time when they were coming out they both played the same position to have a coach like like mark jackson that kind of developed them and found roles for them and and let them be great in their own space right don't try to get him to play half court game we need you to be dry. You know, we didn't they didn't ask Steph to be like LeBron. They didn't ask or they didn't ask Clay to be like LeBron even though he's like six, 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 seven. They didn't ask Steph to be some like Kyrie. They said, look, we're gonna just you guys are two great shooters. You guys are different types of great shooters where you gotta catch and shoot guys. Steph can kinda come off the screens. We're gonna develop you guys and let you guys be great. And then they continue to add little pieces around it, and then here comes Curr from his experience in the booth and from playing with Greg Popovich, brought in that extra, you know, I guess team dimension and management of, I don't even want to say egos, but just managing personalities. And then what Mark Jackson did, he saw something in Draymond that nobody in the league saw, obviously for Draymond to go second round. Mm -hmm. He saw a first-round basketball IQ and player that they could get in the second round that's going to make two guys that are really good shooters at that time. You know, phenomenal shooters. There's, phenomenal there,
1: there's zero metric for Draymond being taken or participating or competing or achieving at the level that he is. No. There's like – I just –
2: <laughs> Because it's just like the typical scout. They're watching him at Michigan State be the same player, but they're focused on that – I don't know, was he six seven six eight? So they're like, okay, well – You know, when you get introduced at Michigan State, they introduce you as a power forward. Well, you're not a power forward type of, you know, obviously height. But what they didn't realize is Draymond never played power forward at Michigan State. Hmm. He did everything. He rebounded. He assists. He ran the break. So, Mark Jackson showed up when their their scouts showed up and said, man, this this guy can actually fit in with the two guys that we got. He's going to make them better. And probably had a talk with Draymond. Draymond, you're – You didn't average 20 points in college. You're not coming to the NBA to to do that either. But this is what you can do and be a superstar. And then Draymond took off with it. He started as a guy that was an energy guy off the bench, a defensive guy. And I always tell these kids down at the stadium, if you want more time, you have to win the crowd. You win the crowd, and and the crowd is not just the 90,000 people. The crowd is your teammates and your coaches, so if you want to win the crowd and get people talking about you and you're not starting, you need to be that dude on special teams because that's how you're going to go up the pecking order and eventually get more reps. So you saw it with, like, Ramir Johnson, fifth on the depth chart, special teams guy, ended up being the most consistent back. See it with, with uh, uh, Draymond, and he's turned into, he turned into a Hall of Fame player.
1: I don't think anybody could project that. As a matter of fact, I, I, I think we forget how much of a risk – drafting steph curry was it
2: was because he had (laughs) the physical stature that and again you got to give mark jackson steph curry obviously as well the credit because steph has built his body up to where he didn't look like a little pipsqueak and just kind of a three-point shooter but he could still go to the rack in college people didn't give him credits but he was hitting so many deep threes that's what they, you saw leading into NCAA games when he had his coming out party. But he was taking people to the rack all the time.
1: And the, and the word was that that sort of play is not going to translate to NBA. Right. Well, like It's well, just not going to happen. He's, he's, he doesn't have the body. He doesn't have the makeup. But what um, he did,
2: but here's what, it, what people, this is how bad scouting is and this is how lazy they can be. They didn't realize he had handles in college. He just didn't have to use them because they had a true point guard. Right, so the whole system was set up for him to get those shots, but they didn't either go to practice or watch all the games where he was he was handling the ball. So then now you missed out on a Hall of Fame player and probably the best shooter of all time. And let's be honest, right?
1: And, and the only guy that, that, that well, there's two guys, uh, Larry Bird and the dude that plays next to him. Right, <laughs> right. So then
2: you miss out on that and yeah you couldn't project it he was slight of body build he had then he had the ankle injuries for the first two years right and it also took ownership and management you know it took some you know some cojones to kind of say hey we're not going to turn the page on him he found ways to build up his lower body along with his upper body clay kind of took over they got together draymond Mark Jackson, because when they got into the playoffs, they really started getting busy and start. remember they started kind of, you know, scare some people. Whatever happened between Mark Jackson and them, I don't I don't even remember back that far, but here comes Steve Kerr and took it to a whole nother level. And then it became fashionable because Golden State was a place – I wouldn't say like Sacramento, but it kind of was. You had two young guys and like, you know, Iggy came from – you know, he was an all-star of Philly and then he couldn't shoot. Well, guess what? We got him. Livingston, who had a ton of, who was an all star, but yes, had, a, he
1: had been yeah, if he hadn't gotten hurt. He
2: had a ton of knee injuries, so they said, you know what? They took all all Steve Kerr did, and this is what people don't understand.
1: Popovich, Belichick,
2: Saban, they're all friends. So what they do is, and this is what a lot of colleges, staff is whatever you want to recruiting and NFL teams don't do. You know what those three do? They look at you and say, This is what you do well. This is what I need you to do for me. And so what they did for Living, what Livingston did and what Kerr did, learning from Popovich, right? And he also got to be in the in the booth every night, seeing these guys. So he's getting real life scouting reports because he's interviewing them. He's going to practices. Well, he's, tra- he's
1: traveling with them. He, but yeah. but he's going to practices.
2: Mm-hmm. So when they go and they're he's calling a I don't know if he was with, whoever he was what TNT or whatever. They're they're going to both practices. Mm-hmm. So he's getting in life intel. He doesn't need paper. Mm-hmm. So then he said, you know what, I'm going to take Livingston. You got injury, you know, but you got the best mid-range game. They and, and, take
1: players who have been humbled and are at a right. place in their career where they will listen. Well, no,
2: it's not <laughs> but, only they're humbled, yeah. but the, I don't even think Livingston had to be humbled. He needed an opportunity, and then he made him into an all-star in his role. Yeah. yeah it's, that takes it, money. It's that, takes, that takes – and, 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 and trust is, right. is the
1: thing that's required. Uh, um, we'll throw the break when we come back. Uh, Mark. well Mark? Tell us what's up here on 937 The Ticket.
0: You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 937 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.